gamers, hit pause and listen up, because a new player has just joined the game. Introducing the brand new Sony Xperia 5 with its cinema-wide OLED display and game enhancer add-on. Grab yours today and score a FIFA 20 PS4 bundle on us, exclusively at Vodafone. Available now on our new and limited data plans with the UK's best mobile network. The future is exciting. Ready? Vodafone. Max download speed applies to unlimited data. Free bundle while stocks last. Terms of verification at vodafone.co.uk slash unlimited. A train approaches the platform. For you, it's just the 12.20 from Galway. But for your little one, it's come from the North Pole. Cowboys and Indians are fighting on the roof. In the back carriage, wizards on the way to wizard school. And when it stops and you step on board... It could take you anywhere. Rediscover the joy of the train. Great fares for all the family at irishrail.ie. Welcome to Affirmative Assessment. This is a topical podcast whose host will have many opinions. These opinions are a product of the host and should be taken lightly. Or not. I really don't care. See? There's the sort of opinions you should be expecting if you're going to continue listening. Enjoy! Oh. And there may be some swearing. And the occasional sipping of the alcoholic beverage that the host is drinking. So, yeah. Welcome to episode one of Affirmative Assessment. I am your host, Tom. You probably know me from Dumb All Over, the progressive political podcast. And yes, this is finally it. This is that very long overdue uh, solo show that I've been promising for quite a while. Um, You know, life gets in the way, people. Life gets in the way. And... Well, it doesn't matter because I finally did it. Um, This is it. This is going to be the new show. Um, It's a topical podcast. So it's pretty much going to be whatever I want to talk about. And when I run out of ideas, which will be probably soon, I will go to Twitter or YouTube or wherever and uh, see what you guys want me to talk about. I'm not going to make this only political. Uh, I want to go to politics once in a while, but I want to make sure I cover other aspects because we get enough of politics and religion and all that with them all over. And Austin's show, uh, Single Shot, covers live news events or major news events. So this can be literally everything except that. So it's going to be about sports, music, obviously politics, uh, and all that good stuff. And today is the beginning of that. Um, I'm going to explain a little bit more, and then we're going to get into the uh, first topic. But um, my goal for this show is to have at least the f- at least four f- episodes are going to go out on Block Talk Radio, Patreon, and YouTube. You know, completely free, just regular download. Uh, then, depending on the popularity. 
if it's popular at all, which I don't see why it would be. But assuming it is, um, it's going to go on Patreon, our Dumble Over Patreon. And on that page, it's just going to go in the $1 category. So if you want to continue listening to the show, uh, we're just asking for a donation, some support on our Patreon account. Uh, we're trying to really generate something because we are, Austin and myself, are trying to make the show into more than just two guys casually talking. We would like to do this uh, for the foreseeable future. So this is my attempt at that. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm also going to have some people come on. Even though the show's not going to be that long, I'm going to try to aim for like a half hour. Uh, this episode might be different just because I'm going through the intro. But I'm going to try to keep it around a half hour. I don't want you to sit through an hour, an hour and a half of me talking to myself. That's plus, let's be honest, I don't want to do all that work of editing. Uh, Austin's not here to help me, so I got to learn how to edit all this. So expect some goofy shit to pop up in the middle of this because I'm probably going to add some weird sounds and stuff just because why not? It's my show. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, Also, if you have suggestions, uh, you know, give them to me because, like I said, I'm going to run out of ideas. I, you know, I need help. So if you want me to talk about something, uh, let me know and I'll do some research and if it's something I think I could talk about for at least a decent time, then I will do it. Um, there are going to be a lot of topics that I'm going to cover uh, that I don't get to talk about and double over because there's so much shit that goes on. So look for that uh, politically, I should say. Um, if you are interested in listening to this afterwards, you can go to patreon.com forward slash double over and you can uh, just donate one dollar. Uh, we do per episode, so it would be like $4 a month. Um, you know, that'd be great. We really would appreciate that. We appreciate it no matter what, even if you don't. But, you know, that would help, just saying. Okay, anyway, I'll stop, uh, you know, doing what I'm doing now. And we'll get to most likely the first little soundbite. I don't know what it's going to be. I'm kind of talking to future Tom here. But um, the first topic of this show is going to be uh, something simple, but something that I wanted to talk about. And that is the state of political parties in the United States of America. All right. Just like Dumbledore, I am going to be drinking while I do this because it helps me relax and I don't care. Uh, today, because I don't have much in my house, oddly... Um, I, I am going to be drinking whatever I have left over of my Jack Daniels bottle. So straight whiskey and I drink whiskey neat in case anybody's ever wondering. No one's wondering. I know that, but it's okay. Um, okay. So I'm, I picked this topic because I, I'm starting to see, well, not starting to see, but everybody can notice now that political parties in the United States well, the two major political parties are reeling. They're falling apart. And now that I'm on Twitter all the time and I see the battles between the parties, I started paying attention to that. But then I started realizing that it's not really Democrats versus Republicans. A lot of times it's Democrats versus Democrats and Republicans versus Republicans. And that started making me wonder, 
what is the state of political parties in the United States? Well, I'll say this. I'm, I'm going to use uh, the info from Gallup.com. Um, is it the best poll uh, website in the world? I don't know. Probably not. But uh, it's one of the more popular ones. And this one I found to be right in the middle of the other polls that I looked up. So this poll was taken in on May 16, 2017, just a couple months ago. Uh, Americans who rate U.S. political parties favorably. For the Republican Party, 39%. And for the Democratic Party, 40%. Uh, there's some highlights here at the bottom. They say uh, 40% view Democratic Party favorably, down from 45 in November. And then GOP rating basically unchanged at 39. And both parties are below historical average ratings. That says a lot right there. But it it really highlights the fact that Americans are sick and tired of this two-political party system. And yeah, I know there are more parties in the United States. There is the Green Party, the Libertarian Party. There's political parties that they're all over the place. There's the Socialist Party. It's there, the Communist Party, but they don't hold any power. The closest we got was Gary Johnson. In uh, the Libertarian Party. And he barely made a, a, a dent. I think it was 2% that he won. Um, that's, not, that's not competition. That's vote stealing in a way. So it doesn't do anything. So with, with the favorability of these parties down to under 50, well under 50 really. You have to start wondering. What's, is there a solution? And... How bad is it going to get from here? Well, let's take the Democratic Party, for instance. The Democrats have really two major sides right now. You have the normal Democrats, the corporate Democrats, the, the Democrats who are Democrats because they're not Republicans, if that makes any sense. They don't believe in, they might be pro-choice or they might be supportive of gay marriage, so they're in the Democratic Party, or something like that. And then you have the progressives, part that I'm a part of, the part that Austin's a part of. The progressives and the corporate Democrats really don't see eye-to-eye on a lot of issues, specifically single-payer health care, something that corporate Democrats continue to fight. They're like, well, we want lower rates, but you still have to pay for insurance because... You know, they're paying us, so you have to pay them so they can continue to pay us. That's pretty much what's going on. Meanwhile, progressives are like, well, uh, healthcare is not a uh, thing you should be buying. It should be a given right. And that's what I firmly believe in. But issues like that divide the party into two. And then when you have a candidate, let's just use, oh, what's her name? Hillary Clinton. Oh, yeah, that's her name. Let's use her as an example. You have a person like that who is pretty much right down the party line, uh, the center party line, uh, almost leaning toward the right in some issues. And then you don't, the progressives like myself, who, you know, still voted for her just because there was the lesser of two evils, which we'll get to later. Although I don't really need to get anywhere with that. And you should probably know. But you don't want to vote for that. So you're either not going to vote or you're going to be disappointed by your vote. Either way, 
the chances are not looking good for that candidate to win. Same thing goes for the Republicans. And I'll look at it as, let's pretend I'm a Republican for a second. Let's say I'm not a crazy religious nutjob Republican. Well, then I probably don't want a candidate that they're presenting. You know, you have a candidate like Donald Trump, who is this right-wing extremist bringing out the worst of the worst. If you're like a moderate Republican, you don't want to vote for that. And I've spoken to a lot of Republicans who didn't want to vote for him. And I understand why, because he's a fucking lunatic. And they know that. But that causes a divide in the party too. And when you start to see the divide of these parties and no one can unite, there's really no sign for change. Because as long as the parties are battling their own parties, nothing's going to get done. You're not going to find a perfect candidate. So people might say, well, that's just the way it is. Well, that doesn't have to be like that. Why does it have to be like that? The Democrats are not all the same. There are obvious differences in their party. So why not have the Democrats and the progressives? Two different parties. You split the power, for the most part, right in half. And then the same thing goes for the Republicans. You have the Republicans, you might just say the Republican Party, which might just be like the moderate Republicans, and then uh, the Tea Party or something like they tried to do. But make that an actual party. You split the parties up. You get more choices, number one. So that way you can have like a Bernie Sanders versus a Hillary Clinton versus a Donald Trump versus a uh, Mitt Romney. I don't know. I guess Mitt Romney would be, uh, yeah, whatever. We'll say Mitt Romney. But you have those four choices. Now you cover a lot more uh, interest. So the the people are going to start to go out and vote more. They're going to be more interested, more. uh, They're going to start paying more attention to politics. And if you're a Republican, I understand why you're concerned by that because, well, the more people who are politically active, similar to people who are more educated, tend to vote a certain way, you know, not in your favor. But also according to the Gallup poll, and this one, this is really telling, okay? This question was, well, not a question, but this poll was, Americans believing a third major political party is needed. Just a third. I'm not asking for four, five, six. Just a third. In 2012, the Gallup poll said 46%. So already almost 50%. However, in 2016, and this was in September 30th, okay, 57% of the people who took this poll or were polled said that they want a third political party. Uh, it said in uh, 2008 and 2012, less than half favored a third party, just over half of Republicans favored a third party. So Republicans wanted a third party. Um, that is telling. People want more choices. And it all boils down to what happened in this past election. You have a candidate on both sides that both sucked. We cried out for another person. We all wanted another person to look at. Uh, I myself included. I looked at Gary Johnson for a minute. And then I realized, no, 
But that's not the point. Is The point is I looked for it. Because Hillary Clinton did not suit me. Didn't I didn't believe in her. Uh, she had a, a reputation or has a reputation of just changing her views to win votes, which doesn't uh, doesn't go well with me. And then obviously I wasn't going to vote for this fucking racist maniac. So I had no choice. And the choice I was left with was, do I want to drink bleach or furniture polish? And I guess I picked, in, in theory, I picked furniture polish because it looked a little bit better than bleach. And that was my choice. I had two choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have voted for Gary Johnson. Or I could have voted for Jill Stein, who, you know, politically speaking, platform-wise, I like Jill Stein. Her, her platform is closer to what I wanted than anybody else on the field. But why would I vote for her? That's a protest vote. And, okay, I get the idea. It's, it's a nice idea to have a protest vote. But what were you really doing? Because she has no chance of winning. Gary Johnson had no chance of winning. And that's why I get a little upset at people who vote for these people. It's not because I don't believe in the fact that you should vote for a third party. It's because right now the way that the law is set up, the way the American pol- political system works is there are only two parties to pick from. And you could protest vote as much as you want. Guess what? It's not going to change. You are not going to get a third party by protest voting. It's just the way it is. But with all that said, 57% of people in this country want a third party. And I want more than three parties, to be completely honest with you. Recently, England had their elections. Austin and myself followed these elections pretty pretty thoroughly. Uh, I've never followed another country's uh, political season as much as I did with uh, the UK's. Because this is going to sound a little dumb because it's like Theresa May versus Jeremy Corbyn. So it's really, in this case, it's only a two-party race. But in this instance, it's a two-party race. But when I'm looking through all the parties... And how they all have chances at winning. And the way that they run their political system. It made me a little jealous. I was like, oh, this is much better. Uh, My parents are Italian. Italy was involved in a very important race, I think, late last year or early, early this year. I can't really remember. Um, And I followed theirs. And they have so many political parties that it's actually too many. And that was part of the uh, referendum that was about to be passed or tried to be passed was to minimize the political parties. They weren't looking to get two, though. They weren't looking to keep two. They were just like looking to go from like 20 to like maybe five. It still gives you a lot of options. Five, you're with, with like five parties, you're, you're going to probably find somebody who you like. So Americans are overwhelmingly asking for third parties. And people are actively seeking to vote for a third party. Uh, you could, you can easily find somebody, if you live in the United States, who probably said to you at one point, I want to vote for Jill Stein or Gary Johnson, but I'm not going to waste my vote. And, you know, like I just said before, 
I actually think that's a good idea because of the way that the laws are set up. It's really not going to help anything. But how many people do you know asked or, or sought out a third party? I guarantee you everyone knows at least a person. The other important issue with this two political party system is, you know, we're a big country. We're a big country, and there's a lot of different viewpoints. Even progressives argue against uh, to other progressives. Some don't believe they're progressive enough, blah, 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 whatever it is. There's always going to be fighting within a party. But when you have so many different platforms, you need to get them expressed. Because then we have issues like what we have right now in our current political system, where all of Europe, uh, some of Africa for fuck's sake, uh, South America, Asia, has universal health care, and we don't. Why? I'm not directly blaming it to political parties, but you can definitely link it, because you have these corporate Democrats and Republicans, let's put everybody's in the mix here, who, you know, allows themselves to be lined with the money from insurance companies. Same thing with oil. We could have had electric cars t- 10 years ago, probably. But what's in the way? Fossil fuel companies. When you allow money to get involved, involved in politics and you allow these politicians to take money from these corporations or whatever it is, nothing can actually get done. So if you have a progressive party and you have these progressive candidates coming in swearing that they're not going to take money like most progressives do and most likely don't take any money, at least if they follow their platform, then maybe you could get more people in in Washington who will stand up to them. And then maybe we could get some of these uh, laws and, and issues solved that we should have had solved so long ago. Why is the U.S. so far back, so far behind the times in all of these situations? Well, because it's it's the same game. The current state of politics, the current state of political parties in this country show that the Democrats and the Republicans who are currently in office, except for a few, and I'll say this, a few on either side, but other than those few, they're the same party. <laughs> they, they really are the same party. They may out in the public go for or against an issue, but when it comes to behind closed doors, when you're being offered money, to speak out against something. Let's use an example. Let's, uh, we'll stick with healthcare because that's a big issue of today and of this episode. Let's say, um, ch- um, I don't know, what's a, a Blue Cross Blue Shield? Well, I, yeah, that's fine. Uh, they, they're lobbying. I'm, a, I'm, I'm telling everybody in the public and in my own, uh, to my own colleagues that I am for single-payer healthcare. That's fantastic. I'm going to go, I'm walking into Congress right now, I'm walking into the Senate floor or House, and I'm like, I'm going to vote for single-payer health care. And then I get approached by a, a lobbyist. And they're like, well, that's nice. That's a cute idea. But if maybe I give you $500,000 to help with your, uh, your, your town's or your state's you know, water crisis or something, Maybe then you'll reconsider. Or maybe it's more than 500000 whatever it is. It's going to be hard to say no, especially when they're offering it for something like that. And even if it's not for that and it's just for your own pocketbooks, I mean, that's hard too. 
But if you don't allow yourself to do that, then there's no problem. But that's the problem is that because it's become almost a, a norm for politicians to do that, nothing can get done. I don't know if there's a wave of Republicans that'll come out who say, well, I won't take money from uh, corporations or whatever. I don't I don't know of that. I don't think there's one. I could be wrong. If I am wrong, let me know. But I don't assume there is. But there is with the progressives. It just shows that you can easily make the, Dem- the current Democratic Party and divide it into two. You can easily do that. Now, like I said, the same thing goes for Republicans. Republicans are are a, a pretty broken party, too. Like I said before, you have the Republicans who support Trump, and then you have the Republicans who despise Trump. There are a lot of Trump supporters who come out every single day on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or whatever it is. And they're saying, wow, I can't believe I voted for this guy. And either they really believed in him or they just voted for him like I did with Hillary Clinton. And I guarantee you, I'd probably be saying the same thing about Hillary Clinton. Like, wow, I can't believe I voted for her. But that should show you right there that even the Republican Party needs to be split up. You know, let's be honest. It's not a pretty picture to a real Republican, uh, a conservative Republican, who, yeah, I don't, I might not agree with in social policy. I might not agree. Yeah, you don't like gay marriage, whatever. You don't like uh, abortion or women's rights, whatever. I get it. We don't agree on those. But we can agree on the fact that the Republican Party that Trump represents doesn't look good for you, especially when it's bringing these people out of the woodwork, these people who hate, these racists, these, um, you know, generally disgusting people. Let's just be honest. And if you're just a regular Republican, a good, outstanding citizen, that doesn't look good for you or your party. But if there were two parties, you break the Republican Party into two or whatever it is, then all of a sudden, power gets balanced because you'll you'll be able to split both parties into two. And you have more choices and you don't have to worry about that kind of shit happening. Again, I'm just throwing an idea out there. Do I think that they sh- there should be four parties or five or six? I don't know. I don't know if there's a number. I just know that two is not enough. So my question, and I want to end every episode with a question. And if people are listening, I would really encourage you to go to our Twitter page, Dumbelover's Twitter page, at uh, Pod, and answer the question. It'll help me. First of all, I know that you're listening. Hey, how you doing? Uh, and then I'll also be able to engage. And I really want to engage. I want to make this a, pro- a personal thing rather than a private thing. So here's my question. Do you think that we need more than two political parties in the United States? And if you do, how many do you think we should have? And when I say political parties... Like I said, there are a lot of political parties right now. I mean major political parties. Political parties that you will see every single election. Guaranteed, they're going to put up a a candidate. And when you go to the voting booth, you're going to have all of those candidates. 
So in my scenario that I just that I just made up, where I split the Republicans into two and the Democrats into two, which is again just a playful thought, that gives you at least four. And then Gary Johnson, so and and the Green Party, and the Libertarian Party. So that would be a total of six. So in my little fake thing that I just created, I kind of created six. Do you think that's a good number? Do you think that's a bad number? Let me know. I'm very curious. All right, everyone. That does it. That is the first episode. How's that? Not bad, right? Um, like I said, I want to make it short. I want to make it listenable. Um, I'm very open to suggestions. I want different topics, and I don't want just political topics. I want to do other things. I have my political topics in mind. One of these episodes, I'll talk about GMOs, something I'm very passionate about, climate change, things like that. But let's let's not just make this political. I want to make this a, a fun kind of thing. This wasn't too much fun. Uh, it's kind of a darker topic, I guess. Not dark, but I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Um, yeah. So, like I said, this is the this is it. This is what you're gonna expect. So, if you're brave enough and you want to donate to us, please go to our Patreon account at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash over. Uh, like I said, this will be in the one dollar. Uh, donation box support thing any donation is greatly appreciated uh you you all of you guys and gals hold a very special place in our heart no matter what so like i said if you want to help us uh that'd be great the first this episode will be free it'll be on block talk radio it'll also be on youtube with uh you know just a picture or some some bullshit uh, it'll also be on our Patreon account, but for free. And finally, I wanted to thank Austin, my co-host from Dumb All Over, for making me this amazing theme song, as well as the little intermission that you just heard uh, right before this closing segment. Austin is one of the best musicians I've ever known and seen in my entire life. Um, if you haven't heard his work, it's absolutely amazing. He is very progressive, not in just his politics, but also his music. Um, please go and check out his website. It's Austin Cologne, A-U-S-T-I-N-C-O-L-O-N dot Wixsite, that's W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com. Please go check him out. Uh, listen to some of his new stuff, some of his old stuff. He has a bunch of his music on there. Uh, it's just, it's, it's awesome. And uh, he made the theme song. And you can tell because it's really fucking good. Thank you, Austin, if you're listening to this for making that. I, I really like it. I mean, I don't like it. I love it. I really do. Um, yeah, and support Austin's music, please, because he deserves it. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah, um, I don't know what next week's topic's going to be, <laughs> so I can't really advertise what it's going to be. Um, I'm going to have a guest on very soon. Uh, we'll talk definitely about sports. 
His name is Dan, Dan Pineda. Uh, he's been, he's a, you know, if you follow the show, he's asked questions before. Uh, he's a big sports guy, one of my best friends. He's most likely, you know, he's like the closest thing I have to a brother. Um, he will be on. We'll talk about sports. I don't know how that's going to go, but uh, probably probably good because we, we literally like the exact opposite teams. So it should be fun. Uh, that's it. I'm done. I don't want to talk anymore. So I'm going to make the this extra couple seconds awkward. I'm just going to sip, and that's it. And then I'll cut it randomly. Oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800 085 4878. That's 0800 085 4878.